0: Good afternoon. Um, I hope that this comes through okay. Um, I am doing my first ever walk and talk, walk and talk episode. Um, my family is gone for the weekend, so I figured that I would go and walk one of our nature paths and um, take myself to lunch and a few other things that I don't do very often because my kids and my husband are home. So um, this is close to the bones. I am Casey. I'm a traditional midwife. <laughs> um, traditional midwife in southern Utah. And I have been thinking a lot lately about uh, what I want to offer in my practice and I listened to the Sacred Postpartum Summit last week, week before, nope, last week, and it was incredibly enlightening. And not just because it talks about how different cultures deal with postpartum, the postpartum time, but also because it made everything click into place for me, how I want to practice what I want to offer the people in my community, what I feel is lacking in our community, and so many other things. I um, started thinking about how I wanted to truly help people in those first 40 days. Um, If you are unaware, In most other cultures, um, they have, 40 days is considered the postpartum time, it's considered sacred. They have ceremony and rituals and other practices they do for the new mother, the new parent, in those first 40 days. And in the U.S., we don't do that. Uh, 40 days is equivalent to six weeks, which is when a lot of people have their um, almost first postpartum visit with their doctor. But it's also when they get signed off to um, say that they are doing okay, that they can have sex again, that they can exercise. All of those things that they feel are necessary. To get back to the person that they were before. Now, the biggest problem with all of this is you can't go back to the person you were before. You need to have that change happen. When you have carried another person in your body, when you have birthed that person, regardless of what happened or what could happen. Your life has changed. Your body has changed. Your cellular makeup is changed. And I honestly think it's a little unfair to all of us to believe that six weeks after you have a baby, you're supposed to be back to normal. As if we know what normal is. Which, let's be honest, we don't. Normal is What we strive to be so that we aren't different, so that we don't make a fuss. And six weeks is not enough time, it's just not. The first 40 days in um, most other cultures are um, times of, as I said before, ceremony and ritual, and it is a sacred time for the new parents, especially the birthing parents to get to know their baby, to be honored, to be supported, to be loved. And we are seriously lacking that in the United States, it breaks my heart a little bit because Having been through many different types of postpartum myself, it is not the best time in my like in my life. I do not enjoy postpartum. I do not enjoy bleeding. I do not enjoy newborns that are mine anyway. Um, like they. They're, they're so wonderful to snuggle and smell and all of the other wonderful things. which is so hard. And I really struggle in the postpartum time. But the, my last postpartum was a little better and a little worse. Um, I had support. My husband was home from... One of his jobs for two weeks, and that was amazing. Um, I loved that that was something that we could do, especially uh, since our last baby. Oh, he was a high needs baby, and I would get exhausted by trying to get him to settle. And my husband was able to get him to settle, and so. Having him home was life changing. But then he went back to work. He worked 80 hours, 75 hours a week at two jobs. And it was hard to be alone with three children. Uh, One of them a newborn, one of them a toddler that never quit. That girl was She really did not like that She wasn't getting full attention anymore, but she has always been a tenacious little bugger. Um, And then my oldest, so it was hard being alone. And then we had house renovations that had to happen. We were renting and the foundation had uh, sunk into the ground. So the entire house had to be lifted. And that all happened at seven weeks postpartum. And all of the furniture has to be moved. Everything, had people in the house. It was exhausting. On top of a baby that well, still was very high needs and the toddler that was even higher needs. So, postpartum that time was, was good and it was bad. But what I'm getting at in all of this is that we have we have a lack in our community for truly helping people heal in their postpartum time. And I think a big thing that needs to change and this may seem like a very different way to go about this than uh, what you were imagining, but I think that to honor the postpartum time, we need to honor the birth story. So I I love telling my birth stories. Um, it is a big part of me. Um, even my cesarean story, which is really hard to tell still, even 12 and a half years later, it's still a very hard thing for me. But the story is important. Like and maybe it's only important to me, but it is important. And when that story is dismissed, when that story is not listened to, when that story is interrupted, it can be a very exhausting and demeaning and almost shameful thing and I think that we have to start somewhere. I think that in this world I can have a hundred thousand ideas on the way things need to go but I don't know what other people truly need. and I know for me my birth story was the biggest part and so I want to start there. I want to give people a space to tell their story. The good, the bad, the ugly, the wonderful, the joyful, the empowered. It changes your life in ways that I had no idea about. It brings you closer or farther, part, farther from the person you thought you were. It opens you up, cracks you open, leaves every part of you for the world to see, especially if you told the world about it. If you had a live video, some people do that. If you even share your video on YouTube or, Any other place, if you tell people your story, if you show the pictures, if you write your birth story, it shows not even a glimpse, it shows a massive amount of yourself to everybody else. And so what I want to do in this area is start giving support for those people that need to tell their story to give them a ceremony to make it almost a ritual to tell your story to people that don't interrupt to people that don't interject their own stuff to people that simply sit hold space and listen i want to give that to the people of our area and So my genius idea, probably not genius, I'm sure that a lot of people have already been doing this, and I just want to start it here. And I think the best way to do that is to create the space to have that ceremony. So in my new practice, I have three different packages that people are able to choose from. Um, And... I want to offer the most to this community. Um, I want to show them that they can take the time to do what they need to do, especially in this postpartum time. I offer a lot of postpartum care. Um, I uh, keep track of my moms and babies Um, um, I keep track of my moms and babies for three months. I like to know that they're doing okay. And if they're not, I want them to know that I am there. I can come. I can sit with them. I can hold their crying babies while they sleep. They have me in a way that I feel is valuable, and I hope they feel the same way. But I also want to start offering this extra step, this extra closing. Um, In many cultures, aside from the US, they do something called the closing of the bones. It is very, very similar to belly wrapping, where you wrap your hips and your belly, your ribs to give support to your postpartum body. Uh, Your organs moved out of the way for 10 months. Even if you weren't carrying a giant baby, your organs still had to move out of the way. You still had to adjust how you walk. You still had to carry things in a different way. Your center of gravity moved. And so, the time in the postpartum, everything is heavier. Not necessarily heavier physically, though that is a big part of this, but everything is bigger. Everything is heavier. Everything is softer. When uh, my last baby, I gained the most weight with him, and I felt the healthiest in his pregnancy. I gained 50 pounds, and... That was a big deal. I had hyperemesis, so I was sick the whole pregnancy. Uh, I threw up a lot. Um, I had learned how to help it by my 10th pregnancy, my third term pregnancy. And so I knew the things that worked, I knew the things that didn't. And regardless of what I did, I always ended up in the hospital at least once for severe dehydration and preterm labor. Once that was over, that everything was fine. It was an uphill, you know, uphill battle, but that was a big part of my pregnancy. So gaining 50 pounds to me was one of the most thrilling parts of my life. I grew an eight and a half pound baby. I, I breastfed through that pregnancy as well. So it's not like calories weren't going elsewhere as well. So it was It was a big deal for me to um, have all of that available. And so um, when, uh, oh, where was I going with this? Um, (laughs) Oh, in postpartum, um, it was about two weeks after uh, my son was born, maybe a week wasn't very long and my best friend was over and he again was a very fitful baby we found out later that his collarbone was popped out of the socket uh from the birth and once it was put back in he was a different baby by the chiropractor but it was a rough transition for all of us but my best friend looked at me um my best friend looks at me when I was holding him and she goes you look softer, and I was like, what? What do you mean I look softer? And she said, it's not just the weight that you put on, so that's part of it. I dropped 30 pounds in the week after he was born. Most of it was fluid in my entire body. I'd never really had the postpartum sweats before, but I did that time. And she's like, it's not not just the weight. It's your entire body. You are softer, and that struck me. I was not the person that people really thought was feminine. I grew up hanging around boys, and um, they were my friends, and didn't wear makeup. I still don't really wear makeup very often. Um, I had long, red, curly hair, Glasses, freckles, um, sharp angles. It was not really within my radar. And I am a very type A person. And so that didn't help matters at all. Um, And I knew what I wanted. At least I thought I knew what I wanted. And so I came across as sharp and annoying I like to think of myself now looking back as C3PO I was definitely him I still kind of am let's be honest here I know a lot of things I am not to sound boastful but I am very smart I research a lot I read a lot I just and I have a very good memory and so I know it all and so when she looked at me and said you look soft. What I thought was not even an issue anymore, what I thought I didn't really ever have to deal with, just kind of came back to me that little bit. And so in this postpartum time, in this postpartum time, we are so many things. We are loved and honored and we deserve to have those things. We did something amazing with our bodies, even if things didn't go as planned. And so, in these other countries, this closing of the bones in certain cultures, uh, I, while listening to the summit, which was amazing, I recommend it for everybody, uh, but while listening to the summit, um, the thing that struck me is that every single one of them, has a ritual or a ceremony or a party something to bring the postpartum person back to her community and so thinking of ways to do that in my area um i came up with what right now is called a closing of the bone ceremony but i am rethinking that name it's just going to take to find it, it'll come to me, but right now, what that looks like is a ceremony where uh, I'd probably be in my office, though I'd be opposed to doing it in people's houses as well. But I think in my calm and decorated office, uh, I think that I could bring the right energies to this experience. So, what it will entail is the postpartum person and it will be done 40 days minimum after birth uh so it could be done any time after that you don't have to be newly postpartum i think it's valuable to do this whenever but i want at least 40 days after birth um you're going to invite a couple of close friends or family, preferably women, but I also understand that for a lot of people, that's not feasible. It doesn't have to be family. It can be family, but it needs to be two or three people that love you unconditionally, that can hold the space for you, that can be your safe harbor and what will happen is they will come with you to again press for my office but we could also do it at your home and um, they would be there and we would talk a little bit get to know each other if we didn't already and the first thing that would happen was would be a steam. you would I have a tent kind of thing set up and you could either do a vaginal steam or a full body steam if you wouldn't, if you didn't want to do a, do a vaginal steam. I know a lot of people that vaginal steam seems like a weird thing, but it's pretty awesome. Um, and so um, you could do either of those. And while you are in this scene, you would talk. You wouldn't be looking at anyone because it would be completely enclosed around you. And you would tell us your story. And we would all sit and listen. No interjections, nothing. Just your story in whatever way that needs to happen for you. And that could take 30 minutes, an hour. (laughs) It takes as long as it takes. And once that was done, you would come out of the scene and we would have a space set up for you with blankets and soft pillows. Uh, It could be on a couch or on the floor. just depends on the person and how the energy is feeling. The room would be Warm. And inviting. And. Everyone in that room. Would tell you. They love you. No expectations of saying back. We'd say thank you for allowing us. To be in this space with you. You would lay down. On this and then we would do a massage not really like a formal massage but a massage given by friends by people that love you your feet your legs your hands your arms your belly if you're comfortable with that honoring the work that your belly did honoring what you did in your body, um, rubbing your face, rubbing your hair, and then we would all send love. In my work, I call it Reiki. It is a type of energy work, the universal energy all around us, and you don't need to be attuned or anything like it helps. you want to be a practitioner but everyone has this energy and we would sit around this postpartum person and we would all send this loving healing energy to them and at the end there would be little (laughs) treats some tea and we would figure out what other support she needed, or they needed. It's, it was, it's a healing time. And, oh, and we would also, after the massage and everything, we would close the bones of the hips, the ribs, and the shoulders, bringing them back in, almost like a really tight cocoon hold, just to give them the extra support that they need. And it wouldn't last overly long, Um, Just enough to help the body remember. And so this is the ceremony that I want to offer. Right now, it's part of my biggest package, along with a lot of other really amazing things. But I also want to offer this separately. does not matter where you birthed. does not matter how you birthed. You should be able to to experience this healing ceremony, regardless of any of that. And so, still coming up with details and prices and contracts and all of those behind the scenes things. But I am hopeful that this is something that our community will embrace. We have a lot of babies born here in Utah. It's one of our things. Most families have three, four, or five kids. It's not uncommon to have more, though it is becoming less common now. People are more often only having two or three instead of five or six, but there are still a lot of families that are going until they're done or their body is done or a whole bunch of other things. And so a lot of our bodies have gone through a lot. A lot of our bodies have been put through this physical upheaval, a lot. And for many of us, I know for myself, that we don't get a lot of time to come back down in between. Pregnancies are pretty close together. Uh, it is not uncommon for me to go to a birth where the last baby is 18 months or younger. And so we don't really have a whole lot of time. We birth, we breastfeed, we get pregnant, we birth again. Like it's a circle and it's wonderful, but we don't have a lot of that time to just be in the stillness that is the in-between time. And so I'm really, really hoping that this is a, an experience that our community can get behind. And not just because it's a little hippie, not because it's a little crunchy, though to be honest, the fact that we consider it even hippie or crunchy is a, an, a weird thing because every other culture does this. Even the cultures that have had it taken from them even the cultures that struggle, they still have these ingrained in their systems. And so it's time for us to do the same. It's time for us to take care of ourselves. It's time for us to stop standing up. Like, it's time for us to just, be in the moment. It is so hard for us to be in the moment. We are a society addicted to adrenaline. We think that we need to be up and doing all the time. And if we're resting, we're lazy. And that is absolutely not true. This is coming from someone that has issue with being that person. And then it makes me be that person even more because I feel guilty and shameful. And there is no place for that. None. None your body has to rest. If your body doesn't rest, you get sick. Doesn't matter how sick, doesn't matter anything else, but you will get sick and you will feel that. And so this time of resting needs to be happening for all of these postpartum people. This needs to be a thing that can be done, that can be supported, that can be loved in the postpartum time. We need to take care of our bodies so that later, they could take care of us. It's, it's a give and take. And when we aren't doing the give, then they won't be able to do the take. So this is just the like, informal announcement of what this is, of what I want to be doing. And in the next month or two, I would love to... Have a couple people on this podcast telling their birth stories. Um, I have a couple people in mind, but if that's you, if you want to get on here and talk about your birth, let me know. Uh, I think it it is, it's just a healing experience. And that's part of why I started this podcast, is so I could heal in my own way, uh, but also give space to people that also want to heal. So if that's you, contact me. I would love to talk with you about this. I would love to give you the space to say what you need to say and it doesn't matter what kind of birth you had. It's, it doesn't matter. Who your provider was it doesn't matter if it was home hospital, birth center, C section vaginal. Let's talk. Um, this again has been closing up the bones and Casey. A traditional midwife in Southern Utah, you can contact me at moontreemidwifery.com or moontreemidwifery at gmail.com. It's also my name on Facebook and Instagram. It's my name everywhere. Moon Tree Midwifery. So if uh, yeah, if you need anything, reach out to me. And thank you so much for listening and you guys have a great day. Thank <phone> you. <rings>